All right, I don't know. Who's going to do the music? Randy's not here. <laughs> oh, no. Uh, <laughs> I'm, right. not, I'm not doing it. You're not doing the music? <laughs> no. All right. Randy is on vacation. So Jen is with us to tell us how to set up an Instatank today. Yes. Yes. What's up, YouTube? What is All it? All right. Everybody's here. All right. So uh, for those of you who don't know, there's a tank right here. This is a Red Sea 900 Triple XL so, uh, yep, or something yep. like that. All right. So... That is the tank. We just chose the biggest one that Red Sea makes for our new set here. And this thing was up from empty to yeah. full in three days. Three days. Three days. All right, so uh, let's, we sh before we get too far into it, let's show some video of what it actually looks like because it's kind of hard to see from here. All right, so maybe you can tell us a little bit of what you did here for a second. Um, well, so I, I really focused on having gardens of things. Mm -hmm. So uh, you can see I, I put Ghanis together, I put Euphilia together. Uh, the whole sand uh, bed is filled with beautiful LPS, a lot of welsos, mm -hmm. plate corals. Um, and then we used a lot of the torches as well. So to add a lot of flow, I kept all the flow onto the sides and then worked with the lighting obviously as well. So you can see even in the back, I, I like to use all the space. So mm -hmm. in the back I'd put all the leathers, things um, that are gonna grow nice and big. I kept those in the background. All right, so I mean this in its own way looks equally as cool as the uh, 160, right? Inside of three days. Yeah. Right? Uh, and well, uh, in, in some ways it may even look cooler down the road uh, once it all fills out. But in, in three days you're able to make this happen. So. You know, that was actually one of the reasons that we went with uh, the LPS tank here is if you want that Insta-Tank look, it's kind of hard to do with SPS corals. You know, it, like, because you it start is. with all these little flags. It's it small flags, yeah, and it takes forever. Yeah, so if you want, uh, I think uh, the, the, one of the biggest takeaway, takeaways I've, I've gotten from, I guess, a bunch of our tanks is, but is if you want to fill out a tank today, LPS is the way to go. Yeah, uh, and the color, I mean, color movement. Yep. It makes it absolutely beautiful. Yeah. If you want to grow out a tank over several years, uh, SPS is the way to go. <laughs> yeah. But you can do a mix of both because we have a whole bunch of room you can see on the top mm -hmm. that we can put the smaller frags, let them grow out, but it still looks full yep. today. It's, it's true. It will end up being a mixed tank, mixed tank. Uh, as it'll time be, comes. But, it'll be you awesome. know, for a video set, of course, we want it to uh, look good <laughs> yeah. day, day one, right? Uh, all right. So today we're going to kind of just go through the steps. You know, I. I you know, the number one thing that you'll hear in reefing is nothing good happens fast. But I also will tell you that there's no one saying that works in all cases. You know, so... No, that's true. Uh, like, you can't just, like... I think sometimes, like, there's uh, some, some reasons why that might actually not be true. Uh, and specifically, I learned with the dry rock... It seems like one of those things like you're, if you're going to just wait forever, some kind of magic, you know, culture fairy shows up and, you know, like Seeds cycles your tank. Your tank. And then yeah. it's amazing. Yeah. And then you turn the lights on and everything will be just fine. And like no. what I found was actually, you know what, I, I'm starting to lean this way. We're going to do some experiments to find this out. Mm -hmm. But I'm starting to lean towards a direction of put the corals in first, then turn the lights on. Because what will happen is you'll seed that rock with the, the things that come from the corals. Yes. You know, all the organisms that come in the corals. So put those things right away. Don't let the bad guys get a head start and then turn the lights on because uh, they're going to out-compete the photosynthetic things. Exactly, and then you end up with an algae tank. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, I don't know. You know, I think that's the right saying for the right cause, I guess. That's true. All right. I so like that. I asked Jen today to <laughs> write down a list. I haven't seen this yet, but just kind of share with us what goes into creating a tank like that, or this one that goes up in three days, is stable, and uh, is going to produce the desired result that other people would like to do. So, uh, I know there's tons of people who are going to go out and say, this is a terrible, terrible yep. idea. It is if you don't do it the right way. And you're going to hear some of the right ways to do it today. Yep. Um, so I think the, the first thing, obviously, that we started with was an equipment list before we even got set. Mm -hmm. So we had to pick our equipment. And so we, we divided the Insta tank into three days, basically. So the first day we installed all the equipment, made sure everything was there because if the pumps aren't running, if this, we don't have the skimmer, we don't have the dosers, all those things are absolutely essential to have for the tank to get set up. So day one is just equipment and troubleshooting if there's issues. So what I can heard in there is step one is planning. Yeah. Right? Like, uh, 
you do something uniquely well in a different way than most people do it, and you're going to do it a lot faster, planning is probably one of the biggest steps, right? Yeah, <laughs> and, and having it just like an overall, so you walk in, you see a blank, a blank tank, having an idea of where and what you're going to put in there too is a big deal. So ha knowing like what fish you're going to put in there, what what corals, we knew what that was going to look like, so mm. then we could plan for what equipment. We knew what skimmers we needed, what dosers we needed, we knew what flow we needed, basically. So, okay, this is actually fair to say. So it took three days to execute. True. But it actually took a few weeks before that to actually build out the plan that you're going to do before you execute it. True. Right? So it's actually like a month-long process. Three months of, let's do it really fast. Uh, <laughs> get all the other stuff done as quickly as we can. Yeah, and I've done it uh, several times, mm. so that's helpful too. Uh, so for those of you who don't know, uh, Jen uh, runs the most successful store here in Minneapolis area and has put up and taken down 8 million tanks. Yeah. Uh, and I think the nature of doing it for a, a living in people's homes is you're not going to have a half-full tank in somebody's house for the next two years. Right. They want to look nice today. Today. And, right. and that's just the way it goes. That's how you hone that skill, is actually by doing it. I, I say this a lot, actually, with uh, uh, QT. The reason that the people that work in stores will always be better at QT than hobbyists, always a strong word, uh, but it's because you do this for a living. You do it every day. Mm -hmm. uh, you you know treat these fish. It's part of being profitable. You know, yeah. uh, uh, you get so many fish, you have to treat them. And we know what we, I mean, when we get corals into the store, in, in essence, we're filling systems right away and then we're moving them out right away. So there's the practice, it's knowing what to look for, what to test for, and taking that and then kind of putting it into a bigger picture. Well, if you have to go to big clients' houses in, in Satankum and that's their expect, how yeah. do you do it? And to be frank, I've watched TV shows where I think you all know which one I'm talking yeah, about. Yeah, no. Uh, you watch it go terrible. Like, yeah, you're not going to add 5,000 like, fish. You'll see in our tank, there's not 5,000 fish that yeah. get this big. Yeah, <laughs> instantly, like, yeah, I'm filling up with tap water. And oh, yeah. <laughs> you know, and, and the garbage. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so planning, man, is one piece. But what's the next piece? Uh, so we got our, we had our plan. Um, I mock out always a kind of an, an aquas, like an aquascape that I'm thinking in my head just for coral placement when we decide what corals that we wanted to add. And then equipment goes in and then we're starting to plan for the next day. Right, let's see this aquascape because I wish I could show it bare because when I walked in and saw the aquascape done, like, like this is better than I've ever done this myself. Especially using just uh, the available rock or around uh, and not like, when you gave me a, a full week of chiseling an NSA aquascape <laughs> and gluing it back together, and it's a two-man job because uh, Dave here's helping me the entire way, I could do something nice. But like just stacking rock, this produced something really awesome. So let's see it again real quick. So I wish you could zoom in on it. Uh, is there a and a couple look? a couple of things we did? We blended like three different types of rock, and so over time and with a lot of practice, um, you you can blend different types of rock or different even brands of rock to make it look natural. So one of the things that's always been so frustrating for me with uh, showing aquascapes on a 2D image like a video mm -hmm. is how flat it looks. But like if you see this in person, I mean, as yeah, I look depth. at it right behind me right now, there's so much depth. There's so, you got the aquascape so high and there's so many holes. So basically everywhere you see black in this image, is depth and yep. it goes right right through. Uh, uh, you know, the best way, maybe we'll get it next time, is actually a camera move where you kind of move around the, cam uh, the aquascape. You, that, you can start to see the 3D image. That would be awesome. Yeah, we'll, we'll you, get that for you guys. Because you definitely can see that and that's how we, we do for coral placement too and for flow. That's one of the one of the ways that we make it work. I mean, mm -hmm. not building just a whole wall in the back and then being like, all right, there you go. Put a bunch of corals on it and hope it works out. <laughs> exactly. All right. All right so, uh, I watched Jen freaking out here, by the way, uh, the whole time because we're building in the middle of it. We're building a set, right? And she's waiting for her moment to tag in and start getting the, the a little rock impatient. Done. Yeah, uh, and like so. For those of you who don't know, we have like you know quarterly goals here, and like one of them was get this set up and going. And I don't going feel like it was a goal. Months. I think it was like a must-have. Yeah, well, yeah, that's how they treat the goals here. Yep, it's, Must have. it's done. So we're all waiting, like, on the last second to get all the pieces. And, you know, uh, Kyle Elder is sending us all these boards here. And, uh, like, we're just waiting for all the pieces to come together. And then they, boom, do, let's, let's run. Right? Yes. So she's waiting all weekend. Uh, and, <laughs> all right, so 
like, give me the next step here. Okay, so next day, uh, well, that night, so the, these are not like four or five hour days. These are long days. Mm -hmm. um, so night comes, we plan for the next day, which is uh, water, sand, and rock. Um, and it's very specific how we added everything. So we planned out um, what rock we need, we lay out everything so we have it, and then we brought in about 50% of seeded water, um, meaning that we brought it from a large system that we knew every single water parameter for, which is important. You can't just do a water change and say that's seeded water. You don't want to start with high nitrates or phosphates. We knew what all the levels were. So we brought all, we brought 50% of the water in, um, and then we used 50% of new water. So this is like where you're going to start to see this be different from you know your average tank build and, and why you start to see how this can be done in this fashion mm -hmm. where the average person probably wouldn't follow this path. Correct. It's like, all right, so I have a source for 50% uh, mm -hmm. uh, new water. I ran into the same thing with the E170 when we had uh, overdose. What we were able to do is drain, we overdosed kelp yep. water or uh, 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 soda or bicarb to it. Oh, God. Uh, yeah, and the, the DKH was unreadable and the oh whole thing gosh. was milky. And the first thing we did is drain it to its last drop mm -hmm. and then fill it from water from the uh, 750, which is 10 feet to the uh, yeah, outside the door. And that's the only way it would have worked. And, and the, the tank didn't skip a beat. We gave it 100% almost the last drop water change and uh, didn't miss a beat because we gave all of this, uh, I mean, there's like a magic word to this, which is like, uh, you know, I don't know, cured water. What was the word you used? Seeded. Seeded water. I don't really know what that means other than this water has supported living organisms yep. for a substantial amount of time. There's probably a big mystery box inside there of what that really means, but it, it has supported life before. Yeah, it's not brand new fresh water. Also, it's, you know, it has the stability. We know, we know what all the water prams are. Mm -hmm. And then from there, too, we also did a few other cheater things. We had um, seeded, what we call seeded media blocks, mm -hmm. um, where we added to the sump as well that same day. So we laid the foundation of the rock. Um, we did use live rock uh, for the, I'd say, at least half, um, which was, that's another key component is actually using live rock. And uh, the rest of it then was either dry or semi-cured. And then put, lay down the foundation, build the rock work, um, put the sand in after, and then add the water, and then start the system up. And that was, that's when we add the, the biological component of it. So there's two things in here that, I, like, actually I think this applies to everyone, not just like I want to do this fast. But, like, I don't know why nobody... You know who? You know who I think this is right for is actually algae barns. So hopefully they're listening. <laughs> but uh, that's another thing we did too. Pods. Oh, oh pods. Yes. Oh, I want to hear about that. So uh, the seeded blocks, mm -hmm. right? And so you can buy like a marine pier block, you know, and it mm -hmm. has all that surface area in it. And if you watch any of our videos, I mean, like when the sales rep came out here, actually, you can see it in one of our videos. He had this plumbing fitting that he had silicone to the top of this big block. You know, it's this thick. And he's like, yeah, watch how poor it's this. And took it to the sink and you just watch all the water run right through it. And I'm like, wow. It gives like a real visual a, a, yeah. a, a, like a expectation of how the water is actually going to make it through this block and like how porous it really is. But it's just a ceramic block. It is. It, it, by itself, you buy it dry and it's just nothing. And really. that's a common misconception. People think I added this, now I have biological somehow, this block has things in it. And it I have surface area for the future. Right, exactly. Right? But today it won't make anything nope. faster. Nope. Right? Uh, and so, but if you can get that block from a store or another tank that you have or anything else, and it already has all those microorganisms seeded on there, yep. and it's in an area in your sump that water actually flows through it, like transformative. Yep. A totally, totally different type of filter in the tank than just dumping a block in there. It is. And so we added six of them. Which technically, if you add, if you think about the surface area that we're doing, it's like, like hundreds and hundreds of pounds of live rock. So we do that at the store anyway. We sell little seeded balls, little mm -hmm. um, and bricks. It's one of the ways that we kind of cheat the system, I guess, for insta aquariums, and it works. You call it cheat the system. I say like right thing to do. Yeah. You know, uh, and and for those of you who watched uh, like our, we did those. Uh, 
uh, flow tests or uh, in the amino tests and stuff where we did uh, like all the ORA corals. There's like 136 corals mm -hmm. or something like that. And the only thing we did was uh, take bricks that we had in another system and throw in the bottom. There was no sand in there. There was no bacteria additive or anything. And the only thing we did was throw these bricks in there, turn the lights on to, you know, somewhere between 200 and 350 mm -hmm. par throughout the whole thing. <laughs> and no algae, right. no dinos, no cyano, no garbage. Yep. Uh, and uh, I think we lost like one or two of 136 and corals over the course of like six months in a brand new tank. That yeah, and, and, and in reality, one or two would have probably, you know what I mean? That's not unrealistic for... At, perfectly healthy tank for that many to exactly. transport That's it into nothing. a new environment yeah and so like this starts to you know piece together then here's the piece that for me though is you know a different recipe for a different goal we've talked a lot over the years and these things ebb back and forth and, and i'm trying to find the center but it's dry rock a because it's cheap B, because uh, you don't get pests. And in the moment That's you true. shut down a tank from Aptasia or flatworms or all the other stuff, you'll do everything that you can to not have them next time. But then you just create other problems too. And this is the piece, like, I wish that someone, I, mean, I think of algae barn immediately again, uh, is create a pest-free uh, cycled rock yeah. that came from dry. Because you can't yeah. really get live anymore. No. Right? There's no... I mean, you can pay through the nose to get yes. small amounts of it if you know the right person, but there's no large-scale, stable source of live rock, especially not pest-free. No. So somebody should culture live rock. <laughs> uh, Maybe I, I won't. No. <laughs> I don't know. Like, I've heard, I, I call out LG-free here because I've heard through the grapevine that, like, they've kicked that idea around, so I'm just trying to support it. Oh, uh, But, go. yeah, if, if <laughs> like, I, we, we joke all the time that stores should sell those bricks. Like, you're already doing it. Yeah. You know? Every store in the nation should sell pre-cultured bricks. Yep. No excuse. Well, for and maintenance clients, too, I mean, they want that, everyone wants that instant, instant, instant. Well, we want success, success, success. Mm -hmm. You have to, you have to get creative. You have to do things differently in order to get that success immediately, not 10 years from now. Well, you know how I know uh, that uh, all uh, or most of your uh, uh, tanks were successful, the instant ones you put in people's houses? It's because you're the biggest in the city and you would get fired. Nobody yes. would ever hire you again no. uh, <laughs> if, if they weren't successful. Right. So you got to find that method uh, of doing it. Live rock, though. So this is like actually a big conundrum for me. It's like on this tank, I will tell you my priority. Mm -hmm. My priority was let's get an awesome tank up and running. There will probably be some pests that come in it because it's live rock. So and we had it. three days. Yeah, the three <laughs> days. We will manage to them. And to be frank, in an LPS tank, the chances of you not getting any pests in your tank are That's somewhere true. near zero. Right. Right? It's the big bases. It's just big bases and Aptasia, yep. uh, you know, all, flat, all kinds of different things can come on. It's so easy. Uh, it, and a dip isn't going to be good enough, you know. So no. in this case, Live Rock probably better solution because I can, you know, fight off uh, uh, or I can I can have a cycled tank and I'm probably going to get those things anyway. Right. And I mean, we, the rock, I mean, you can, you can go through it just like anything. You can go through as much as you can um, and you will have some, but being a new tank and one of the things that I'm sure we'll talk about later is, you know, you have to monitor and test a lot more frequently when you're doing an instant like mm -hmm. this. So you're constantly looking at it. So those things we can we can kind of combat right away instead of, I mean, I'm not going to put a huge piece of live rock with 8,000 updates in there. That would be really bad. So if anybody has uh, been watching my channel, uh, like my Facebook or mm -hmm. Instagram channel, I, some people just said I instant tanked in my tank. I did not. No. I said that take up a year ago. Yep. Uh, I. It's a longer story. But this week I just decided I'm done. <laughs> I'm, 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 there's no way I'm not going to have a reef tank. And what I'm going to do 
is I'm going to order a mountain of coral so there's no going back. Right. You know, like I do this stuff actually with you guys all the time. Some of we're debating behind the scenes. Uh, should we do this thing? Should we not do this thing? And then in a live, I'll just say we're going to do it, oh. which causes us to just go down the alley. Which like, for me was fantastic because I spent all night laughing because I knew that you were putting all of these girls away and probably was zero fun and uh, a lot of four-letter colorful words. I spilled so much water on my floor. It drives oh. me crazy. Uh, there's hundreds of corals. I can't wait to show you guys all. <laughs> but right now they're all in the sand because yep. I'm waiting for them all to open up and then I'm going to start creating the gardens that you're talking about. Yep. Uh, and I'm going to make them all fit. I don't know how. But uh, they're definitely... But it wasn't the same as an instant tank because what I did is... And people laughed because my tester corals were most people's colonies. Yes. Uh, but what I did is ordered a, a pretty good chunk of a wide array of coral like uh, maybe a month and a half ago. I mean, it's two months ago. I don't know. Yes, but, probably two. Uh, and I ordered them from, from Route 66. And uh, actually, Cherry Corals was another one. And just watched how they did, mm -hmm. you know? And I watched after I added the, the corals in there that, uh, uh, like, all of a sudden, the cyano and stuff was going away. And, like, all the stuff was cleaning up. And the sand was, sand was suddenly starting to be mm -hmm. clean again. All the stuff that was on those corals actually got onto the rock and started creating the right culture. A couple of months later, everything looks awesome. And I'm like, tank's ready for corals, man. Let's do it. And so, and this time, uh, when I put all, like, 8 million corals in over the last two days, Everything opens up almost immediately. Everything's really happy in there. And you can just tell this tank is ready for this. You know? Well, yeah, and your tank is stable. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, I, I use this saying all the time, and anybody that knows me knows I'm going to say the, the box of water thing. It's like corals, they don't really care if they're in, like, a one-gallon box of water or a million, the ocean, for that matter. They need the same water parameters. They need the same lighting. They need all of the same conditions. So if you provide the condition the coral will open up. I mean, I'm not saying put colonies in one gallon box of water. I'm saying basically it doesn't matter what size. You have to have the same parameters, and that's what we do when we do it. Is it, is it the ideal way for everybody? No, um, but it can be done if you only have three days to do it, and that or your job will be ended. <laughs> so I, I would have never done that tank in three days no. uh, at home. But, it, like, the, the thing about it was that, like, A, I just didn't have time to do it that way, but B... Uh, I had a really cool aquascape that my friends at TSA uh, uh, made for me, Top Shelf Aquatics. Yep. And I just, like, it was dry rock. They shipped it to me. It was really, really cool. It was the inspiration for the NSA uh, aquascapes that we did later. And, like, it's just dry rock. And I was also trying for, you know, bare bottom at, at the time. If I could do it over again, there's a couple of things I would have done differently day one, right? I would have used those bricks. Yep. Uh, uh, cult not just to just add some bricks I bought from BRS. I would have go find some cultured ones. Yep. I probably would have just taken them from here because we have them. Yeah. But but like, I always do that too for, for people. Just tell them, like, add a few extra, especially if, you know, like reefing clubs and things like that. Add a few extra so if people need them. But obviously we have to talk about the clean part of it. But that's yep. why LG Barn would be ideal. Yeah, LG Barn would be great because they don't have to, they can have fish-free systems. And, and we stuff do it in like our that. farm at the yeah. store so it's all clean. And then we leave that there. Yeah. But put a brick in, take one or take one out, put one mm -hmm. in, replace one it. In. Yeah, exactly. Just cycle through them. Yep. So I'd do that, and I think what I've also would have done is I would have done uh, uh, test your corals day one, yeah. like or the day that it was ready to turn the lights on, or uh, I, I would have I would have started it much sooner. I just don't think that the four months of running dark actually <laughs> produced the desired result in this case. And a lot of times, I mean, what what we did was the the pod thing next. So if you're doing it more slowly, people do the the four or five months, and then you seed it with pods and you do other things and build it that way. Not necessarily mm -hmm. for building up for coral growth, because eventually you're going to have that light shock. I always use like the pond in the spring. You see that the you know sunlight comes out, and all of a sudden the pond is nasty green. It's kind of the same thing. Well, and so we got the four month cycle from WWC, right? Yep. And like, you know, it's like, this is like one of those things where we talk about that, like that toll house recipe all the time mm -hmm. now. And it's like, well, yeah, I follow the whole thing. And if it says one <laughs> teaspoon baking soda, I don't just put four in because it'd be fun, right? And right. Like, there's things you can change. I could add some more chips to it or some more sugar or something or use milk chocolate chips instead if I like that. In this case, what we did is we followed their four month cycle, but we used dry rock. And in yeah. their four month cycle, it's live rock yeah. and maintaining uh, that 
established biofilter is already there. Yeah. Totally different thing. It is. It's a, yeah. it's a totally different tank. Yeah, I don't know. Very, very interesting. So on this one, the big, big thing, if you didn't hear anything else, is that big part of this was using established live rock is how you can get that Instatank look really easy, reliably. Also using established biomedia like the uh, like Marine Pure Brick that's been in a tank that you trust. Mm -hmm. And then we also, we did add um, some biological boosters in that Okay, so that which ones? Day. I didn't know. We added Dr. Tim's uh, day three. We added Dr. Tim's and then after that, um, we incorporated some of the KZ products, um, two of them, the, the Zeo back and the Zeo food in the very beginning, just for, uh, the, it just helps with biological building. And then also, um, a little bit of Microbacter 7. That was the one that I've been, you know, like I think about, if I think about bacteria, I think about how popular Microbacter 7 is, mm -hmm. which is like seven strains. Mm -hmm. I think about Dr. Tim, who's like the like founding father of bacteria here in the United States, like created Byrospira, and like yep. probably the thing I used in my very first tank. <laughs> uh, I think he's like a patent holder on that. And then I also think of KZ, which is the, the Zeo back one, which yep. is like, they give you a very distinct method of starting up a new tank. Mm -hmm. So like, what's kind of cool about that method actually, is it isn't just go do you know, these things, assuming the tank's already up. They actually give you the path to do it from day one. They do, and right? that's what I really, this was the, not one of the first times, but it was, I mean, a handful of times that I've kind of mixed and matched um, different different things, and I really like that about KZ, is like they tell you, okay, if you do it for this week, you do it this many times, and so I followed that, and we just had really, really, really good success. Plus, bringing in some of the aminos and the foods for the corals, I mean, they are fluffy and happy. They're, everything looks fantastic. We did an experiment a while back, actually. You, you'd think that more bacteria, more better, right? Like, uh, get them all, then I'll get oh, the whole, whole, whole thing, right? <laughs> yeah. I, you know, and maybe you're laughing now, but like uh, the reality is, is I don't think that's true. No. So we did an experiment a while back where we did some Microbacter 7, we did uh, uh, some Microbacter Clean, and we did then mix them both because, you know. More's uh, better. Yeah, more, more <laughs> better, right? Uh, and actually the one that performed the worst was the mix of the two. Yeah. You know, they start competing with each other and they stop doing their job. Mm -hmm. I'm just making up words here because I don't know. All I really know is it didn't work in that case. And actually though, that was the worst of the tanks. Right. The other ones did their job. Right. Right, as intended. So I wish there was a little more clarity in some of these bacteria cultures. So some of it is just going to have to go off of results. Mm -hmm. Right. And I often look to KZ as that, as like, I don't think there's anybody who, who has founded adding that bacteria from the beginning for, I mean, they've been around for, uh, it's got to be like 20, 30 yes. years now. The people producing successful tanks yes. using this method. Because nobody's telling us what exactly bacteria is we need to use and in what mix or ratio or what's in any of them. Yeah. You just got to go off of uh, like consistent results using Yeah, it. I mean, pictures, look at, I mean, even going to their site, seeing all their beautiful tanks, mm -hmm. it's like, okay, well, they're doing something, <laughs> they're doing something right. I remember going to an inner zoo, actually, oh, uh, in Germany. And, I'm going uh, next time for sure. Yeah, visiting their booth, and I'm like, I have never seen oh. corals like this before. I bet you that know? was fantastic. Oh I do, and, and this many of them, oh. uh, and they all come from their farm. So that is which, awesome. Which is kind of cool, actually, because you, you behind the scenes you'll find out that a lot of the companies in our industry don't actually have aquariums. I, uh, it's sad. Actually. Yeah, they did at one point, and they know what they're talking yeah. about. But the ones that maintain aquariums mm -hmm. always produce better stuff. Yep. Always. Because they realize the actual stuff that all of us are going through. Yeah, exactly. So when, you know, like for instance, KZ has its own aquaculture farm, uh, I understand why these people are producing right. products. Right. It's their livelihood to yeah. make corals. Yeah. We use these things. Yeah. We right? use them and look at our corals. Look at the results. Fantastic. Yeah. All right. So uh, live stock. Did you, what did you do for the sand? I forget. We did the special grade. Okay. We did the live, the special grade. And the one thing, and I don't know if in my sand video I talk about it too, but using those clarifier packets because mm. we needed to be able to see. We didn't have five days for the tank to clear up. Oh. So that was, I mean, we were able to see, I mean, I think everybody was shocked to even here like within 30 minutes. 
but I had a couple tricks too when I was adding water. I mean, we put either you, when you add the water, you make sure that it's not like splashing all over and then everything is nice and clear for us. Okay, so that's a good point because for a moment we talked about using the Ocean Direct we sand, did. right? It has we the did. natural bacteria on it. Mm -hmm. I say that because I'm just an inherently distrusting person. So like, I don't really trust that it really has this bacteria on it from the ocean. But it probably does because it transformed my tank. Yeah, right? and it, it, it that is a great option. I we ch I think we we chose it for a couple different reasons. I think it was available, but um, we just it was the easiest option for me. The cloudy piece is what I was going to. Yeah, we didn't we didn't have any time for that. My tank when you use that stuff because it's not sifted out. Yep. Uh, it is cloudy, right? And it, I have like this roller mat on my sump uh, and. Man, I think I burned through half a roll because it, it was just oh, pulling absolutely. all of the dusty particles uh, out of yes. it. So definitely use filter socks. Uh, but it was pulling up so much of these tiny dusty particles. It was it was cloudy well into the next day and really wasn't clear for two. No, and I I mean the the option was the next day was coral day, coral placement day in a cloudy tank. That's not going to happen. So we had, it was clear within an hour and we were able to, um, you know, because when, when I do some aquascaping and stuff, I like to get the base and then do my final adjustments. I need to be able to see everything. Okay. All right. So uh, next. Next would be, so we did, um, we got everything fired up. I actually left, obviously left the skimmer off for the first day, even though I got a choice of a beautiful skimmer. I got, <laughs> I got to use a bubble king on this one. I was really excited. Um, but we left it off for that first day, let the Dr. Tim's run through it. Um, next day, uh, made sure temp was correct and tested water parameters. Cause I knew that if, if I had high phosphates, I, I couldn't add the corals. I would have to do something first. Phosphates came in great. Nitrates came in, I mean, obviously very low. So, but I was fine with. So we had perfect parameters and then it was uh, time to get wet. And so then it was coral day. And uh, that day, for, for most people uh, that work with me, the coral day, it's like, eh, let me kind of do my thing. Don't talk to me. I'm, I'm in my zone. Um, and it was, I had an, a vision in my mind. Um, but more importantly, I wanted it to, I wanted you to walk in or whoever to walk in and just be like, wow, that's a, that's a tank. And so designing it was, was really fun. Picking all the fun corals was amazing. Okay, so you're going to hear this like regurgitated from me for the next five years. Uh, is on a tank, mixed tank, but definitely, really most tanks, these gardens, mm -hmm. right, uh, are the way to go. And like I was actually watching one, you know, sometimes you just don't recognize what makes an awesome tank, you know. And I was watching some videos with Dave here. And one of them was just like this euphilia garden. It was just oh. totally filled. I'm like, man, that's so awesome. And then I was like, you know what? When you put them all next to each other, that is so much better than spread apart because you get to see all these subtle variations mm -hmm. of what it all looks like. And I'm, now I'm seeing it in my own tank now too because I'm creating the same thing. And what you'll see is, yeah, these are both gold torches, but they're different, different. colors yep. of gold. And you'd never know it unless they're right next to each other. And you can kind of create these just like different zones of color. And because they're all the same type of coral, they don't stain. They don't kill each other. Right. And, and what most people, and I call it, uh, you know, MTS, multiple tank syndrome, um, you know, you grow out of your tank. So what it does too is it allows you to maximize all the space in your tank. So you don't have just one thing here, one thing here, one thing here. Beautiful gardens. You also, I learned that from diving. You see where things kind of naturally fit in, how things naturally grow. So how I glue things are different. I don't glue sticks straight up and down. I don't glue my euphilia straight up and down either. That's how you can see in, um, in the tanks, you can see basically all the polyp structure, all the beautiful. Um, parts of the coral and then all the skeleton is is hidden for several reasons one for protection But that's how they naturally grow. Yeah, so I picked up on that too I think I was naturally doing this but after you said it like now I'll do this like every time intentionally Which is like, you know have it at like a 45 degree mm -hmm. towards the glass like mm -hmm. that way is, is 45 degree the right angle I mean, It just depends what it yeah. is, but yeah, that's a good so but like, I don't really want the head of the coral facing up. I want it towards the viewing pane. And it will eventually start to grow up uh, as well, but also out. It will. But you want to be able to see it and enjoy yeah. it. Uh, and so, you know, really think about where they're going. And then I was starting to do what you're talking about too, which is 
trying to position it in a manner where the collar and the you know, you know, tissue of the coral hides the base. Yeah. You know, from whatever angle you're looking at it. And it's great for feeding too because it gives it that angle where the, the corals can actually bring food in instead of, I mean, when things are f like going through the water column, it's not generally just on top, mm -hmm. but it allows for that as well. And then you can hide everything. I'm all about maximizing space, especially like I've seen your rock work and mm. that is, I, I mean, if I could ever put my hands in there and put all the corals together, it's just, that would be awesome. Um, because I just have so many ideas about how to fill the, all the spaces to make it look natural, but then you still have all that negative space for your fish to disappear, for um, just to make it just a full tank, but also have a lot of space for flow. So one of the things that we like recognized kind of early on was like, wow, you know what? There's like not a lot of space in this tank for uh, fish habitat. Mm -hmm. Now the coral are in. I can see. Uh, never mind. Yeah, you know, because they're all going to live within within the corals, the coral, yeah. right? Like there was a, it was when it was just rock that was uh, absolutely true, not true, won't be true very soon. You know? The one thing about th this tank that I was a challenge for me was I had all these plans of these huge colonies because I had big colonies, and then so I brought all of these things, and you know when you look at a bear tank, it always seems a little bit bigger in my opinion than what it. That once you get water in and rock in, and all of a sudden I've had these huge pieces. I'm like, where am I going to put these things? So I had to scale it down a little bit because I wanted to put a whole bunch of things in. And that's where it goes to the, the maximizing. So I got a ton of corals in, um, utilizing kind of all the space. And I still can't wait to get the acros up top. I made the same mistake. Uh, and it's <laughs> not a mistake. It's going to look awesome. But I... You know, I'm looking at it, and it's like, well, you know, this big, you know, gold uh, torch. Do I want the one that's one head, or do I want the one that's five? Yep. I want the one that's five. But like, oh, man, it's pretty big, actually, now you see it. And I got ten of them. Oh, gosh. And, you know, like, uh, and they're not all gold. They're all different ones. But, like, yep. uh, I don't know. And by the way, the corals that you guys are going to see, it this time I picked it up from Route 66 again. But also the guys over at Eye Catching Coral. And the Eye Catching Coral uh, euphilia that I got... When you see it, it's rainbow colored, mm -hmm. right? And it's, it's like this weird kind of transitions from green to gold to like this metallic yes. kind of like. purples in it. Yeah, I, these are so many of them really awesome. I, I can't wait. I can't wait to show up. <laughs> That's exciting. Uh, but yeah, they're big though, a little bit bigger than I anticipated. <laughs> and like, how am I going to fit all this stuff in? And how am I going to balance it with the ones that were smaller and I need mm -hmm. to wait for them to grow out? I don't know. But we'll you just make little pops of color. That's what I do too. Just like, just like gardening. You know, you you have the ones that are like the more rare pieces, and you you want. I mean, you're, not everyone can buy you know a huge colony, and those have a spot too to grow in. Like, I'm gonna put some fancy sticks in here, and they're not gonna be huge colonies. But you're gonna enjoy all the other stuff, and then, you know, six months from now, you're like, wow, where did that come from? Actually, if anybody watched, uh, at, uh, I don't know if you, we saw a tank tour this year, this week uh, on BRS TV. It was Adam Monty. If you don't know, Adam Monty is the head moderator over at Ask BRS TV on Facebook. Mm -hmm. uh, and he has exactly that. He has that here as well. He has another tank here as well as the one at home. It's actually all, he did total opposite of what we just did, which mm -hmm. is he has just a couple of tiny frags mm -hmm. and it all grew out to big colonies to fill up the tank. That, and that looks absolutely beautiful, especially with SPS, because then you give them the room to grow in and you, every, everything is placed very specifically. I've seen tanks like that, it's, they're amazing. Well, and so one of the things, in the tank here he's got uh, these candy canes, right? Mm -hmm. And he, he said he bought it from a three-headed frag. Yeah. Now he's got two huge mounds <laughs> in there, and one of them is, I don't know, he, both of them got to have 100 heads on it. Yeah. And he's got the same thing in his tank at home, right? So he's like three heads probably produce 300 heads. Mm -hmm. uh, and it was only a couple of years, actually, yeah. which is an impressive feat. I, I've seen these things grow, but I haven't seen three turn that, into 300 that's, that fast. That's pretty awesome. Yeah, and so uh, I don't know. You know, it's kind of a, a balance uh, of the different approaches. But, you know, one of the things for video is... Nobody wants to watch an empty tank for three years. No. <laughs> no, it looks like chewed up bubble gum all over. <laughs> As a hobby in my own house, you know, you can watch it grow. But like, I, I had to reckon with the fact also that, you know, you guys are watching me at home. 
And I'm like, nobody wants to see this tag take three <laughs> years to, to, I mean, maybe some people do, I don't know. But like, you, you want to see something awesome be created. And I just decided, man, yeah, it is going to be awesome. And it's going to do it today. Oh, yeah. And, and, and like, actually, so Elliot over at Reef uh, Collectors is twisting my arm a little bit, trying to make me make it official only tank. And part of me wants to do it. Oh, we're having that same I battle. And what I did, is order all the corals without so calling. You, so you couldn't. Yeah, I couldn't go back. <laughs> and I, like I didn't tell <laughs> Elliot either. Elliot no. had to find it out on Facebook. Oh <laughs> no! <laughs> like no way, dude. I'm Sorry, done. Elliot. The ship is sailed. There's yep. no going back. We have all of these boxes of corals. I didn't actually even tell my wife. Oh. My wife's like, why are all these corals coming? I thought you were gonna make it fish only take. I'm like, I know. I, just, I don't know. They just showed up randomly. This guy outside, he yeah. had some, and I told him bring them in. I like, I, no way. Yeah, there's a whole story that goes along with this. I'll tell it another day. <laughs> uh, all right, so next, start set up a uh, uh, instant tank. Okay, so then we coral place. So um, par mapping was a big deal, and that was kind of interesting because we used the skies, mm. and so um, we weren't able because they weren't launched yet. So it was kind of like I was keeping everything closed and making sure that people didn't see things, and then also par mapping it, and then trying to talk with. I'm getting a specific lighting program that we wanted for the tank. So I knew basically, I know like the different pot ratings where I wanted my corals to sit and then put corals in. And then it was after that, it, you know, we made sure that everything was set in place. So we had an auto water change system, we had dosing, um, but most importantly was, was testing, testing, testing. I came in on, uh, so I finished up Sunday morning. I even came in on Sunday night to just test and make sure um, and then basically focusing on the nitrate and phosphate. Elk was pretty stable, um, which, you know, with the Trident, we can obviously uh, can monitor as well, but just making sure that all those are stable and then adding, because we're, everything is new, nutrient levels are super low, we are adding nitrate, and we, uh, phosphates are actually pretty good. All right, because it's relevant, uh, I will tell you why we use the sky, right, in this case. Okay. And you have them running your home tank, don't I you? I do, yep. Yes. Uh, like uh, uh, her husband, uh, Doug. Yep. Uh, Doug has all the coolest gadgets known to man yep. and every coolest organism known to man. Uh, if there's anybody that is more of a collector than Doug, I don't know who it is. Uh -uh. <laughs> if, yeah, if there's something new, I always say a joke at the store, if I had 100 customers of him, I could retire yesterday because yeah. um, he has everything. So Doug and us were early beta testers uh, <laughs> of the sky, and there's a couple of things. A, uh, um, we're going to do it, uh, an investigates in the sky in the near future, you'll see it, but there's a couple of things about the sky that you'll see come out of this. One, uh, those guys aren't dummies over there, and so what they did is they built it specifically to beat our tests. Yeah. So uh, we go through BRSTV investigates, explain, you know, par, uh, spectrum, blending, yeah. uh, spread, shadow coverage, all these things. And they, specific, they already know. They already know what it needs to achieve to beat the <laughs> test. So they designed it specifically to beat the test. Of it, and I'll let it out of the bag, it does. The other thing, though, that the specific reason that we're using it, you can actually see on camera right now. And it's that right here, you can see it looks like a tank instead of this big blue eyesore. Yeah, instead of a right? rave. So normally what happens is it's really hard to get a video camera to properly get the color rendering of a reef tank. And it always comes up blue when you're buying these like orange uh, the gels your, and uh, stuff. Yeah. And uh-uh. With uh, the sky, uh, it just comes out good, unless you really crank up the blues. Yeah. It actually just looks natural and good. So like you can see this, the video here, throw the, throw the video on again. All the color and all the stuff just comes out really natural here, you know, like just by having it on. And like who, A, we need it here because it's a video set. Correct. But everybody's filming their tanks who walks up and films it with their phone. Like, who doesn't want to see it that right. way? And then, like, yeah, you end up with the, you know, telling your neighbor, oh, it doesn't really look like this. It's actually really not this blue, and it's really cool. Well, it's nice to actually... <laughs> yeah, whatever, be, dude. Yeah, yeah I'm sure whatever. Cool. I'm sure it looks great. It looks like a big blue blob, but whatever. No, this, so no, no orange gels here, no little clippies for your phone or whatever. You just walk up, and the thing looks as awesome on your phone as it does uh, in person. And so... And uh, it grows corals. 
and it grows corals, right? <laughs> so it'll beat the spectrum. But like one of the tests that we never really did in the investigates is, uh, does it work good on a phone? Because it wasn't really obvious, and none of them do. <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> true. Know? That is true. Uh, in this case, uh, you know what? I don't know. It works perfect for video. So if, for those of you that watched the 160 over the years, you could always tell it was like not the perfect right shade of blue and it was always kind of like weirdly washed out and we were saying yep. those sentences like, oh yeah, if you could only get the color right yeah. or whatever. Or if you could see this in person, it's right. like, well. So from a, uh, uh, I think that this is largely because the camera doesn't really know what to do. No. with like this overt amount of blue and unbalanced look, right? So I'm gonna go out on a limb here and it, if for whatever reason that the camera can actually pick out this tank without all the gels and all the other garbage, the light must be balanced in a way that the camera is reading the light That's proper, true. right? Yeah. It knows what to do with this light. Yeah. I, I don't know. Uh, so in our case though, for sure, uh, way, way, way better option for a video set is yeah. to use these guys and they're working out. So, uh, I don't know. I think you'll soon see and learn more about them, but since you mentioned it. I yeah, the, it and with the instant tank and going off of that too, I mean, having the right equipment, having, I mean, if you're going to do it fast, you can't do it cheap. Yeah. Um, and that's just the way it goes. I mean, you can't skimp out, like you can't say, oh, I'm going to get my dosers later or I'm going to do these things later. Everything has to be in place because you put the corals in there, they're gonna start growing or they're gonna start dying. So you, everything has to be put in place. So it has to be like a right now. So being able to have you know, the lighting that was amazing, having a good skimmer was amazing. That's always, I always preach those things. You bring up a good point. It also has to be easy, right? Yes. So at my house, a million miles from easy, right? It's the <laughs> perfect look for me. It's just the right amount of shimmer. It's just the right color. I, I've been toying with eight million different things, but six Kessels and six Reef Bright strips with a zero to 10 ballast and eight million cords. Uh, like, yeah. yeah, dude, it is. I mean, if, if you followed again, Facebook here, you would have seen the rat's nest of yeah. eight million cords that came out of that thing. Uh, and how, much, how, how, how hard it was. And then actually, I thought I was gonna have to replace one of the ballasts at one point in time. Oh, gosh. Like, oh man, I did set it up to do it, but still it's gonna, I didn't expect to do it so quickly. Right. You know? Turned out to be something different, but. Well, that's good. <laughs> I know, I was very thankful. <laughs> but like, if you're gonna do Instatank too, you can't pick elaborate. You couldn't, I, it would be insane no. to pick that method, have all those stray cords all over the place, all those lights, in this case, it's just three lights and three cords. Yep, three lights, three cords. Yeah. And even um, we were not, I mean, we plan to have a refugium at some point. We can't right now because the levels, I mean, you, you, the levels have to be, obviously we have to have some nitrate for anything to grow. Okay, that is actually one of my concerns about at home and I gotta get Elliot to send me some fish fast. Oh, uh, because I get eight million corals in there now, and uh, and by eight million I mean like a probably literal, literal eight million. Eight million. Uh, the like, good thing is corals more cool. coral than water now, <laughs> uh, and yeah, I need to be able to have that nitrogen and phosphorus mm -hmm. input, and I'll probably end up having. I'll probably take an approach of it. At, I might use like the neo nitros and stuff like that but I'll probably really focus on amino acids and stuff yep. uh, as uh, my solution, but... Uh, well, that's what we do in this one as well, so... I, I mean, amino acids, I think, look at, like one of the biggest, like, underutilized, overlooked things of the I last would decade. Completely, <laughs> I, would, I would agree. I think that's one thing I've learned just from, from, he, from you and, and just from all the research and from KZ. It, just I, it's something that I, as you know, even as a maintenance company, wasn't using as much as or seeing the 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 importance of it, and now I'm seeing transformation, and it's fantastic. Well, I owe it all to Josh at Worldwide, actually. Uh, so I'm sure you guys all heard the story a hundred times. So I'm gonna tell it again for a second. Uh, he literally said he uses to, to nurse corals back to health, and we're like, what's some like some magic elixir? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and then we did it here, and like, oh my god, it does. It, it does just work. <laughs> yeah. It's like so. Then we, when people are like, what's in it? I'm like, Mag magic? No, not really. I mean, the proof is there. Yeah, corals that are like dying, like right. turn around, and then the tanks that are totally pale uh, and like just having problems. Boom, turn them around. Yep. Like, I, 
all right, magic elixir it is. <laughs> yeah, and so I think the amino acid part is 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 vital. So we definitely put that in there. We uh, we have the the one sixty like the the KZ bundle. We use a lot of that in this tank. Okay, so I use, and I haven't actually told anybody this yet because I've been like trying to like keep it hush hush while I uh, like explore its use. I'm using the KZ like one two three four. Yep. Thing, right. I do at home too. Okay, I gotta be honest. I like. Uh, there's some about me that I like the other method that we're using on the 160 mm -hmm. here, which is like all these individual things. But I wanted to be the guinea pig uh, <laughs> of the one, two, three, four, because I don't think there's anything easier than the numbers one, two, three, four. True. Uh, so like, hey, this works. It's producing a desired result. Uh, I you only use like a certain amount once a per, week. Per week, yep. And there's no like daily dosers and all the other stuff. Uh, and you know what? I did the math on it. And it was 200 bucks. It was like 214 bucks. I'm like, this is really expensive. But I did the math on it, and I'm using 80 milliliters for a 360-gallon yep. tank uh, once, a week, once a week, which meant like, oh, you know what? This is going to last like a pretty long mm -hmm. period of time. And like in comparison to a, any really dosing regimen, That's like, true. especially considering the coral value in there, like, this is actually... Not, not that, that bad. Much. Like, what is it? Like, you know, twenty bucks a month or I can't, or I can't something. math. It's too yeah. late. <laughs> but it, it felt like a lot at two hundred bucks. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, uh, when I buy in the four liters. Yeah, when you because you need them yeah. for bigger tanks. But I mean, and then also too with the KZ program too, you can you can use the other parts with that program too. So we kind of blended it all together. All right, well, now it's leaked. I told the world that I'm using it. I've been using it for a while. I, since first since I first added the coral. So hmm. I'll let you know how it goes. Yeah. Uh, all right, so next. So add corals, and now it's basically, so the day three, um, Sunday night, Monday morning comes, lights are on, corals are open, and now it's, I mean, everybody's kind of like nervous. What, what's next? Are we gonna lose anything? We, ha we lost one coral, and that's because I put it too close to another one, um, but everything else is thriving. And now it's, um, we have a water, the auto water change, regimen and we're algae scraping we put in I, I think I forgot to mention the pods that we added in mm. that was day two um, always put pods in and I put a lot of them in um, and th that was definitely part of it and then also uh, a big invert pack so I added um, some urchins because I wanted to skip that ugly phase. We actually didn't get the ugly phase in here at all. Zero. Zero ugly phase. No, no ugly it's like, phase. It's like the tank's been up for mm -hmm. years. Uh, day, day four. So we um, we added a bunch of snails, a whole bunch of different kinds. So you know we added trochus, we added nasarius for the sand, we added uh, um, some astrias, and then we added urchins um, just to kind of combat and maybe an emerald crab or two. Um, there was, sir. I know Josh doesn't like crabs, so I only put like two in there just to kind of make him mad. But um, <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I we wanted it, so when the lights come on, and because not all the rock was completely covered, making sure that they're going to do the job, and we're not going to go through that big algae bloom. So that was one of the key components too, is having a really big cleanup crew. So the pods thing is also another thing that has been really hard to get me over to. Again, I'm like so snake oil adverse. Mm -hmm. And from the world that I was started in is like, man, you couldn't keep pods out of a tank. That's it's, it'd be impossible almost. Like uh, I've even heard of people like autoclave tanks for experiments and they still ended up with pods in them. <laughs> it was just instant ocean salt and a couple of coral and like hmm. uh, how did it, where did it come from? You know, and it came from the coral, man. Like, yeah. So like, you really couldn't keep pods out of the tanks, but the part I think I didn't appreciate enough is how what a, what a big part they are of a cleanup crew, right? They are. They're like little microscopic cleanup crew, solving the problem before you ever even knew it happened. It is, and I learned it from diving, because you go in the morning, and for me it's like a, a combination, it's a food source and a cleanup crew, but you learn it, you go in the morning and it's the, the amount of microphone and the plankton, everything in the water is insane. You're like, feel like you're choking on it. Um, and taking all those experiences from diving and then bringing, I mean, you get to learn all the natural stuff and then just adding it in, I, I will not start a tank without them. Mm -hmm. 
You know, that was one of the pieces. Like, I, I, I was uh, on vacation once, and I was reading Julian's book about lighting. You know, or about, <laughs> like, it was like the... Because uh, we are fish nerd to I, the extreme. Like, somebody on the beach actually made fun of me. Oh, I uh, get it all stranger. <laughs> uh, but I'm reading this, like, reefing book uh, on the beach, and it's talking about the sources of uh, light being the sun and the sky and the glitter lines and everything, and then even uh, updwelling light yeah. off of, reflected off the sand. And I, like, in, the, in that time, I'm like, the sun is the source of light, man, or whatever, right? And then what happened is I went snorkeling the next morning and I got on this little trip yep and the sun wasn't really even barely up and I'm like this is gonna suck uh, right yeah. like I'm not gonna be able to see anything man because the sun's not up why are you making me do this at 6 a.m. <laughs> and sure enough uh, like they jump us out and I put my face in the water and I'm like oh this actually doesn't look that much different than uh, the middle of the day it's because the sky is illuminating the entire planet. Mm -hmm. Like, so the sun is hitting the atmosphere, breaking it up and illuminating the entire sky. And the sky is doing it. It's not actually the sun. And I really started to pay attention to it through that, that whole trip. And I'm like, all right, there's a cloud coming. I'm going to stick my face <laughs> in the water. And it's so nerdy. Uh, but I'm going to stick my face in the water. And when the sun covers up the cloud, will visually it look any dimmer in the water? And sure enough, it didn't. You couldn't tell. Yeah. I could tell because my back wasn't as warm. Yeah, I'm uh, freezing. That's uh, the truth. It's like, oh, no, it's going to be so cold. But I couldn't visually really see a difference in the amount of illumination it was hitting the coral versus when it was hidden behind the cloud or not. And, like, Julian is right. Yeah. Right? Majority of the light is actually coming from the sky, right? This is actually where the sky came from, the name of the sky. Oh, really? It was a conversation that, that, is awesome. that Terrence and I had about the sky is like, the problem huh. is we're all, we're all trying to emulate the sun, and I, I, like, I like names that are literal. And I had a couple of names out there, and I don't remember exactly how the conversation went out. But that's I like, awesome. I like I literal, I, like, I want to know what it does when you're talking about it, man. And basically what a T5 bank of light is, is the sky. Right, huh. I mean, a halide bulb, kind of like the sun, right? Yep. Uh, and so it is a blanket of light, the sky coming from literally horizon, horizon all around, hitting it from every side. Oh, that's awesome. That's what we're trying to create. So it was a really cool conversation. But thank you, Julian. Actually, Julian yeah, for and, uh, that in. and the, the lady that made fun of me on the beach. Uh, <laughs> oh, they're gonna make fun of me in Costa Rica because <laughs> when I go, I'm bringing the test kits. I'm gonna test the ocean. No, I'm very fun. <laughs> I, know. I, mean, I want to bring like a par meter and stuff. Yeah. Oh, I uh, probably have it. But then Dana, actually, uh, Dana Riddle, I, I, I watched uh, one of his uh, videos and he was talking about how the, the corals actually grow the fastest and have the fastest rates of uh, photosynthesis in the morning and evening. And during the day when the sun comes up is actually when they are protecting themselves Correct. from this Un, like too much light mm -hmm. slows down everything and intentionally protects itself from all of that light and most of the rapid photosynthesis is actually happening in the morning and evening when it's not getting hit yeah and you see the corals in the morning it's a totally different experience when you dive in the morning and it's one of the craziest things because if I asked nine people out of ten what is illuminating the coral and it's the sun, sun. It's the sun, the sun. And indirectly, the sun is illuminating yeah. and breaking up in the atmosphere and creating the blue sky, which is then doing it. But people don't really think about this, like the sky is a source of light. And it absolutely yeah. is. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So uh, next. So then we did, I guess for now, we're focusing on, I mean, the, the some of the past, I mean, we did have an Aptasia or two that snuck in, so you know, making sure we remove them right away. Um, any other algaes that we see that we don't want, I was adding in other things. And now it's time to add some more fish. I mean, we started with a few antheas, fish that we already had that were QT'd from a different tank. Um, so our fish load, I guess, uh, was, a, was an afterthought. The, the getting it to look like a full tank was, was the first thing. And so now it's, it's uh, testing and keeping everything up to date, heavy in, heavy out. Mm -hmm. um, for food and bacteria and letting the tank just kind of do settle in. I mean, everything's starting to grow. Even the acros I put in day two, three, um, I have nice new growth tips on them. Uh, my torches are all super happy. Um, and then it's just filling it out. Okay. 
So this gets down to that thing we talked about earlier, like the common saying of, you know, uh, nothing good happens in a reef tank fast. Except for right? I think my experience is like nothing good happened slow, right? Yeah. Uh, when it was ultra slow and I like, I tried to take what I felt like was the most responsible method possible. Like I was, I was trying to be, you know, like behave the way that you're supposed to, you know, that everybody, the community all believes in. And even like I'm listening to the, you know, four month cycle and stuff, yep. but I missed an important piece. And I'm like, yeah, we'll just take our time and, you know, do it slow and whatever. It produced a totally different problem for me uh, that was uh, actually the most frustrating, <laughs> biggest problem that I've had in 20 or uh, approaching 20 years of reefing, yeah. uh, 17 plus years of reefing, the hardest tank and, uh, of course, the most public. Yeah, said, that's, that's always the like, That was my concern. I'm like, this has got to work or else. I was telling my team, but I mean, we, you just go back to the very basics. What does, what does a coral need? What does a coral eat? What is a fit? I mean, what is our magic box of water? Everything else is, is an added bonus. How do we make this box of water stable and today? And that's what we did. Well, that's what I like about actually, it was just cool, the proof's in the pudding, right? And so every week you get to see this tank behind us, did it work or not? Yep. Uh, the answer is it did. Uh, and uh, you got to see it actually, if you're following like Facebooks and stuff or uh, Instagrams, you get to see it the weekend that it was going up. And then the very next live, Randy and I are in it. It, it looks there. awesome, it proof's in the pudding, right? Yeah. Uh, and so, I don't know, I, you know, and also when we fail. Uh, like when Ryan fails publicly at home. Uh, and, uh, you know, there's always a solution. It just took a little while to get out, if I figure it out. But, like, it is, again, like when you were doing that, the cooking method, and I'm looking for something unique. I want my cookies to be a little fluffier or mm -hmm. whatever. I add a little bit more of that. Like, that didn't work out. Right. Let's try the other thing. You right. Know? Uh, and, you know, you just learn from all of your peers and just keep applying. And that's what things. I think is so important in this hobby is just learning, just constantly learning, sticking with the basics. I mean, you're obviously like, you're not going to do something. I'm not going to do something outlandish. I'm not going to be like, oh, okay, I'm, I'm going to add tap water. You know, obviously we started with all the basics. Um, but taking all, I mean, I've been doing this 26 years, taking all of the things, plus all the, from learning from, you know, BRS, from learning from, peers from uh, other clubs and taking all those things and then just making one thing work. So I'm curious what people got out of this. And please share it in, oh, in yeah. the comments. I'll come back and, and we'll watch them all because I always do. Yep. Uh, but is, is that message of nothing good happens uh, fast in a reef tank? And I actually saw Than talking about this very thing the other day, too, so I was kind of inspired by it. <laughs> uh, uh, over at Title Gardens. Yep. Uh, and, like, nothing fast happens, uh, nothing good happens fast in a reef tank. Is that always true or is it only sometimes true? Uh, and in this case, is it, like, this is the one, like, I'm always scared of some topics. Like, should we talk about this mm -hmm. publicly? I agreed. Because like, this seems to violate everything that everybody's ever said. It's, the Insta tank. Yeah. But at the same time, like, if that's what you want, what you should hear isn't, oh, yeah, just go do whatever you want, total cookie method. No, there's a different method here. The different method is make sure you have uh, biomedia that's been established from another tank, and a lot of it. Also make sure you're using live rock that's been in an established right. tank uh, and a lot of it. Yep. And you know what? Uh, have a plan uh, and do things like uh, use uh, sand that isn't going to uh, cloud the tank up. Yeah, make uh, a huge mess. Make sure you pour it in carefully. Do all these little steps and you know what? It's not about the fact that you can or can't do it. It's how do I do it? And if you do it the right method and you follow the recipe, you'll produce the same result. So for some of you that, that uh, haven't, uh, didn't check in immediately, I mean, like, again, let's go through a couple of these uh, pictures of the tank. Uh, maybe some of the closer up ones first, you know, actually. Uh, you know, so like all these corals, uh, these were taken yesterday, Dave? Yeah. Yeah, so all these were taken yesterday. Uh, how long has the tank been up? Oh gosh, a month? less, yeah, a month or less. Yeah, three, four weeks. Yep. Uh, yeah, and uh, only thing that I saw die actually was like one head of a euphilia. Yeah, know. and it, so I, and also we had one Duncan that uh, didn't make friends with, you can see in there, the sweeper tentacles of my, uh, my euphilia. So, um, but 
lesson learned, I just I didn't I didn't take into account for that. But everything else is great. But my I mean, you can see my Ghanis are there. You can see my sweepers. Yeah. Um, but my Ghanis are huge and beautiful. My elegance is awesome. Um, a lot of these a lot of these colonies. I mean, we we grow at at New Wave, but we also um, you know we've had them for a long time, or we just you know we just know how to take care of them. All right, quick plug, actually. If you come to Minneapolis uh, or live in <laughs> Minneapolis and you haven't been to New Wave, uh, uh, for God's sake, go. Yeah, check it out. Uh, actually, I I haven't been to a fish store, and believe it or not, in a long time. Uh, and you know, I just I order a lot of my stuff online, or I buy the bring the equipment home from here. Yep, or, yep. You know, uh, and you know, livestock people love to send me stuff, so. But I brought my family to your, oh, your shop. Oh, that was so awesome. Yeah, it was a few weeks ago, or like probably a month ago. And I'm like, oh my God, man, have I been missing out? I forgot what it's like to just walk around and see it and see, watch my the, like my kids' eyes light up and like the silliest things that got them the most excited. Oh yeah, we took a starfish know? out and let them. Yeah, let them touch it. Yeah, and, he's a little nervous. and the, yeah, so the other thing too is like we grow a lot of stuff, we propagate things, and so like if you do come and ask to see the farm too, that's it's pretty. I mean, I've been doing it forever. I will continue doing it forever because I'm I love it. Mm -hmm. um, but I mean, it's those faces. It's your kids is when they came in and they were like super excited. That makes every day awesome. Yeah, I mean, my poor wife. She's chasing these kids around. Oh, but yeah. she's yeah. such a saint. She has. <laughs> she was so. I mean, she was. She was amazing. Yeah. So very, very fun. Now I'm going to ask you actually because I don't know. How long have you been like in the industry? So I've been in the industry for 26 years. I started the maintenance side of it in high school. Oh, really? Wow. Um, and then the store I've had for six years. Okay, so I rem there's like a little weird class of Minnesotans of all the weird places for like uh, yeah. uh, reefing to be popular, right? Uh, there's a little class of Minnesotans like I like a lot of us kind of started around the same time yep. like you and me and Fritz and like oh, yeah. a lot of us are like really kind of growing up together and seeing every time. all the changes and but I mean a lot of things have stayed the same too, mm. but uh, I mean the basics have stayed but a lot of things a lot of things have changed. Our actually BRS's biggest number one supplier told me that she was the number one store or two store in the nation, depending on the month. <laughs> like in Minnesota, like, I know, and uh, we're like, so close. To, and uh, we're so yeah. It's, you're like what ten minutes from from us as yep, well. Yep. Uh, I'm like, wow, man, what a crazy world. It uh, is Minneapolis. So if you come to Minneapolis. A, uh, we have the big small and there's a big old aquarium in there. Yeah. Uh, you can come visit us. Uh, people give you a tour uh, here. You can see actually come and see this tank. Yeah, come if you and want. check it out. Uh, and you can actually go uh, to uh, Jen's store and see all of her facility yeah, and her little farm as well. Yeah, you can see a bunch of uh, rare angel fish. Since my husband has to, we don't have enough room at home. We have to bring them to the store too. So whatever magic <laughs> that Elliot played on Doug, he's now playing it on me. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, yeah. So I am. Um, like getting in line for some of these fish too. So, oh, awesome. I don't know. And then, yeah, I know. Gosh, it's, <laughs> it's hard. Uh, he keeps showing me this cool stuff. I'm like, oh, God. I know. And I then, guess I want it. Yes, exactly. <laughs> it's, it's, that, it's that multiple tank syndrome. It's like, oh, now we have to have a fish only tank because we have to have all these things. But, I mean, yeah, it's, it's, we all love it, and it's an addiction, and it is what it is. All right. Well, so all, all of you now learned uh, the Instatank method from here. Uh, anyway, uh, probably some of the things you already heard, but just like kind of reinforcement of some of the things that they all really need to go together. Uh, Randy, actually, his mom. I got to meet his mom today. Hi, yeah, yes. He, but you have, have you never met her before? No, I just know that she's a reefer too. Uh, really? He, yeah, well, he flew out like not that long ago. Uh, I don't know, maybe oh, yeah, uh, less I than a year ago to go set up her tank I... uh, in like Colorado. Oh, awesome. I know. Right, well, she came in today uh, and uh, I don't know. It was funny because for her it's super cool because she goes to the stores and stuff and like she brought him and like she got to see like people come up and they're like oh my god are you oh, ready oh, I know for as a mother like what a cool thing oh absolutely uh, anyway Aww. very very fun all right we'll see you guys next week Randy will probably replace Jen uh, be back again uh, he will have given his mom the tour of Minnesota yeah well uh, thanks for having me today yes it was, it was very awesome yeah uh, thank you again for the uh, awesome awesome uh, showpiece of our, our video set oh absolutely. Absolutely. Hope you guys enjoy it. All right. See you next week.